you here and welcome to all of our listeners to our final episode of chaturangas it's been i think six months of us making episodes right six months and it's been so much fun and uh i know we have a couple of loyal listeners out there you know and so thanks guys for listening to us so we have a treat for you today for our final episode We've brought back the amazing Dan Kumar, who is our friend, our psychic at this point. I'm, I've become a Dan convert since our initial <laughs> meeting. I, I feel super honored to be on your last podcast. And I think it's, it's um, I mean, it's great that you guys did this for six months. And I know things change and everybody goes into the different spaces. And I think for six months, you added a lot of insight into so many people's lives and probably people you don't even know. You know, you don't know how many people have listened to these podcasts. So I think that, um, you know, this being the concluding episode to your six months and the concluding episode for the year, I guess. Um, yeah. It's very interesting and I feel very honored that you guys wanted me on the last episode. Oh well we're so honored that you were so willing to to come and join us. You know this is this is such a treat. This is so much fun and yeah no it's it's been a pretty good six months Alex. I mean like I know we've had some episodes that were a bit more monotonous than others. I think at one point when we were just like when the audience, when we could just hear you being like, yeah. And I'm like, so how do you feel? Then I think I cut off. I was like, okay, we need a guest. And then you were like, yes, we need guests. I think people heard us grow during this time. We got to know everybody. We spoke to so many different interesting people and got different insight and perspectives and um, yeah. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. It was a lot of fun. So this is what we thought we were going to do today. Um, uh, as you know, the year is coming to an end. 2020, I think globally, the running joke has been that this year has been exceptionally challenging and uh, just one thing after the other. I think we can all agree on that. Right, so we thought that since Dan has the special gift that he honors <laughs> us with and he trusts us enough to share his gift with um, with us, we thought we would just ask him about 2021. Ooh, wow. what's in store for us next year? I'd and love to tell, tell you a little bit more about 2021. And I also wanted to mention um, that we were talking earlier about how Dan's predictions on our last episode were correct around what was going to happen for the end of this year, right? Which is pretty amazing. It's true. 
So you said that things were going to start getting better around October, November, and like the energy was just going to kind of lift. I think that while a lot of messy things have been happening throughout the year, um, tragedies were slowing down around that time, like the hard hitting bad news. You know, it's uh, it, it's not great still, but I think that things have calmed down a bit. You were right about that. And you also said that a vaccine was coming out before the end of the year. And right now we are in the middle of December. Where is the time going? I don't even know. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> we're in the middle of December and everyone's talking about a vaccine. I think that the vaccine is arriving in Canada this week, actually. Wow, that's wonderful. And you know, I, I think what you what we all should be looking at is maybe for the last few months, we've kind of transformed all of us, be it mentally, emotionally, or physically. We've all gone through some sort of metamorphosis. And you know, with this with this uh, change that's happening to the world right now, um, I guess we all are ready for some goodness and some, some, some drastic changes that will make life a little bit more easier and a little bit more palatable. You know, uh, it's, we're going into a new year. 2021 is a very different year than this year. Um, there's a lot of things that will happen in 21. I think the majority of it would be about letting go of the past. And that doesn't mean about the last eight months. That means also the past few years or maybe the last decade. But letting go of a lot of the past patterns that we've all had and our ideology and the way we probably perceive things and I think there's a heightened consciousness that has happened over this year, especially, that we've, got, we've gotten more connected with each other um, on, a, on a metaphysical level or an emotional level, on a spiritual level, on a psychic level. We all are very connected to each other right now. And I think 2021, um, we were... Uh, Actually, Yasmin, I think you brought this up a little earlier before we started the chat that we're going to the year of uh, Aquarius. Um, and I think that's a great year for us to get into. I just feel that in the first few months of that year, it's still going to be a transformative cycle. We are all going to go through a lot of changes. I feel the changes are very abundant and prosperous. I feel that this year that's coming up, a lot of love will blossom for a lot of the singletons out there. And I feel that people who are already in loving relationships will be, you know, I think there's going to be a new aspect of love that blossoms in their lives. Um, so if you're married or if you're dating somebody, I think you're gonna to go to the next level with your partner and not to, not to make it too general and make it a little bit more specific, but I think the bond of love becomes stronger and you'll find that 
a lot of the things that may have irritated you from the past with your partners or your loved ones kind of drift away and you be you become a little bit more aware and accountable for your own actions that you're afflicting in somebody else's life and I just find that there's a lot of love energy for next year. I, I mean, if, if I could say it's the year of love, I'd love to say that because it feels like there's going to be new romance and new, new ways of showing love. And I think in the first three months of that, of the year where we're transforming uh, ourselves. And when I say transforming, I don't mean there's anything like ginormous that's going to happen. You know, transformation can be a spiritual transformation, a physical transformation, an emotional transformation. I mean, it could just be a haircut at, for all we know, that, that may just attract the right person coming into your life. But it's the year of love. And when I talk about love, I'm not only talking about loving someone else, but maybe also redefining love for yourself and how you feel. Uh, loved i was just gonna say that's you telling me i'm still gonna be single in 2020 <laughs> i i definitely i definitely this is one this is a prediction for the both of you or the three of us i don't think we're gonna be single in 2021 Ooh. all right so <laughs> so that's and i i think a lot of the people that are listening into this podcast will start seeing that love energy trickle in around February 16th, after, the fe after February 16th. So that energy is around from February 16th, probably all the way till September. And within that period is when a lot of uh, uh, interesting advances in love will happen. And uh, for those of us that need to give a little bit more love for ourselves, that time period would be a great time period also to invest a little bit more time for ourselves and do things that we love, like our passion, our life purposes. You know, we've got, we, we, we may think that there's a certain purpose out there for us, but maybe we haven't explored enough to understand what our life purpose is. Also with love, I think that the love that we should be feeling next year is the type of love that we haven't felt before, be it from someone else or from ourselves. It should be a type of love that's brand new and exciting and compassionate and empathetic. How does that sound? Honestly, it also kind of sounds like we're going into a new era in a lot of ways that you're talking. It's just like, is that safe to say that it's just the way that we have grown accustomed to living and well, the way I think, go well, ahead. I think, yeah, I, I'm sorry, but I think uh, every year becomes a new era for us and every year brings in something brand new. I don't think an era just has to be defined in um, many years, but I think that the change of the new year uh, will bring in uh, yeah, I, I mean, it's, an, it's, it's just this newness of the way we look at things and think about things and the way we speak to each other and the way we talk to each other and the way we travel and the way we eat. I, I just think there's a lot more accountability 
that's going to happen and sustainability that will happen in this year. And you'll start seeing that maybe even from, uh, you know, if we look at the world and just say from a world point of view, I think a lot of people will start looking at their carbon footprint for the year also. Good. Yeah, and because also we have to start rethinking these things. We need to fix the economy. We need to fix like everything that was slowed down in the past year. And I think that our planet is a huge concern and our general health, mentally, physically, emotionally, spiritually, the way that we've been doing things for the past 10 years, 20 years, 30 years, 40 years, 50 years, <laughs> basically since World War II has been extremely flawed. I think that we can agree that it's just not sustainable anymore. You know? Yasmin, Yasmin, this, uh, I think you touched upon a good point there. Um, I think even mental health for next year, I think all of us will take a deeper look into our own mental health within the first three months of the, the new year, where we are trying to attain some sort of balance mentally, emotionally, physically also. Um, but you know, for me, I think each year brings in something different. And even 2020 brought in a new way of looking at life. I think it made us stronger. Um, it made us a little bit more resilient. It also gave us uh, a new way of looking at life and cherishing life. So I think it was needed at this time. And um, I think when you go into 2021, I don't think that those ideologies will change. I think that's still gonna be there. And from a predictive point of view also, you know, a lot of, uh, there's a lot of financial balance that will happen next year where you'll start seeing um, income coming in from uh, maybe not your main source of income, like a job, but like from maybe inheritance or maybe gifted or could be a side hustle. I totally believe everybody needs to start doing a side hustle. And a side hustle would just basically mean doing another gig or job that doesn't uh, uh, overshadow the job that you do right now. And it, it, it would just bring in a little bit more abundance and a little bit more happiness. And you could probably even call that your passion project and work on your passion projects where you can also maybe make some revenue and that could be very abundant um, and might not even be only financial revenue, but it could be revenue or, or abundance from success and fame and getting your name out there. And maybe, you know, going outside of your comfort zone, that would be great if a lot of us do that. But I think that's also what 2021 holds for a lot of us, that we will have um, quite a lot of income and abundance coming in from many different sources next year. That sounds good to me. Yeah. <laughs> Dan, do you think that in 2021 there will be any, um, like in this year, there were a lot of major um, events um, that were like distressing for people or stressful for people. Do you predict anything like that in 2021 or will things start to settle? Well, you know, there, there has been 
stress over the last few years. I think this year with whatever's happened with the pandemic made it very, uh, made us all become one because it affected all of us the same way. It wasn't different for any of us. All of us were affected in the same way. I do feel that there will still be some sort of, um, you know, there may be some sort of uh, mother nature type of uh, incidents that could happen next year around uh, August or September. There could be, but that could just be something that's environmentally, maybe, a, you know, what, what we usually go through every year for the last two, three years. But the moment we take control over uh, how we're treating the environment, and how we're treating mother nature, things can change for us quite rapidly. Um, but I think there's, there's a lot of growth. There's a lot of growth that will happen within the first six to seven months of next year. But there is, a, there is this little, there might be something that happens around uh, August or September, um, which I just think will be uh, mother nature related. Does that make sense? Yeah. Where in yeah. the world do you think that will be? Pardon? Where in the world do you think that will be? Because I want to be where, involved. Where in the world that will, I don't think it's going to just be in one place. I think it, it, it'll be in quite a few places, but I just think it'll be these natural little things that keep on happening. So it could be your fires that keep on happening, can be the hurricanes, could be flooding, could be yeah. rain bursts. Um, that's interesting, like August, September too, where it's extreme, like that's hurricane season in Florida, for example. Okay, well, yeah. I, I, I'm just going by whatever I'm intuitively getting right now, but it, it just seems that those are the two months that if you're saying if there's going to be anything that seems like that's going to be altering, that seems the, the two months that would probably, these things would probably happen at that time. Um, but I think most of us need to move forward in 2021 with a lot of um, new ideas and new ways of doing things. I don't think holding on to our old patterns will do us well next year, if that makes sense to you. So that could be, that could also be just, you know, if we, if, if I use myself and as, as an example, like I love doing <laughs> and, you know, I am a hypochondriac. I feel like I'm going to get everything. So I think I've got to, for the new year, I need to start looking at things and saying that I am, um, it could be a little narcissistic too, because I think that everything's just going to affect me. Like I will get everything and everything will happen to me in this, in the, as in challenges and being sick and, you know, if I hear about something. So a hypochondriac basically feels if they, if they read about something that they have the same type of symptoms, like scratchy throat, oh my God, runny nose, oh my God. You know, I, I, I went through that panic also during this, this year, but that pattern of thinking that 
anything that's out there I'm going to get is a pattern that I want to break from myself and to break those things from myself. Whenever I get those thoughts or those ideas, I'll probably end up doing something that will calm my mind down, like maybe chanting or maybe writing or maybe painting or maybe even cooking because cooking for me is very meditative and I love cooking. So there's, there'll just be a ton of food inside of my fridge because I'll just keep on cooking and whoever's around can just come by and pick it up. But I, I think we're gonna find new ways of handling these little issues we all have. And I mean, this all stems again as, uh, you know, our own mental awareness of ourselves and handling ourselves with a lot of care and compassion. Um, but I think that if we all kind of figure out what our triggers are and then do things to eliminate those triggers and give us a little bit more balance, that would be great. And that would be, and I'm not saying to go have a whole cheesecake, but, <laughs> but being very conscious uh, being very aware of what we're doing and how we're allowing ourselves to feel better by doing it. So cooking, uh, chanting, praying, meditating, exercising. Exercising is great. Going up for a walk. Um, or if you've got somebody within your tribe that you could call and just speak to just to get out of the triggers, that would be amazing. Does that make sense? It does make sense. And that really resonates with me because that's what I've been starting to explore right now, you know, especially living here alone during a time where you have to be mindful of like, like we're definitely seeing people, but we need to do the calculations of how many people we're seeing and who we're choosing to see and everything. And so you can't just go blindly. I used to, because uh, I'm, a, I'm a high strung person. So the way that I would make myself feel better before was really like, I'm just going to go shopping. That'll make me feel <laughs> I had a huge shopping problem. I was like addicted to shopping before. It was kind of ridiculous. It was a little scary. And uh but that was just really a reaction of my nervousness, of my anxiety, you know? And yeah, so for example, there's that or something. You just, you, you have to think of other ways to make yourself feel better and just take a moment or, I don't know if that makes well, sense. Well, the other thing that really works is traveling. So I think that also next year, you will see a lot more traveling happening in June and July also. Um, so things will be a little bit uh, uh, easier for you to release yourself and have that R&R time. And doesn't necessarily only mean to get on a plane and go traveling, but it could just mean that you go out to the cottage or you go out to the beach or you, or you do a staycation somewhere. But I just feel like June and July seem like the time period that I do see a lot of traveling happening also. Oh, you know, I never leave Canada in the summer. <laughs> it's so nice here in the summer. So hopefully Alex gets to come here next summer also. 
Yes. I mean, I want to plan some yoga retreats and yoga teacher trainings in Bali around that time. That is my dream, but I would like to eventually, yes, get back to Canada after a year and a half away. <laughs> it's a long time. Yeah, it's a long time. Bali would be, Bali would be great for you, uh, Alex. I think you'll have, um, I think it's the right time also for you to do your retreats. I think you'll get, uh, a whole bunch of new people being involved in these retreats also and it's, it'll be great for you and then I, I also feel like Yasmin you are going to probably go somewhere in June July even though you're saying you're going to be in uh, you're not leaving Toronto I don't know if you're going to be in Toronto in June and July well I live in Montreal so <laughs> I, mean, I, I mean I don't know if you're going to be in, I don't know if you're going to be in Montreal in June and July I don't know if you're going to be in Canada in June and July really am I finally getting out my yes, I, I feel like you're getting out, so I don't think you might. I don't think you're gonna be there in June and July. Well, yeah, okay. I think uh, Dan made a great point, especially with the MLPC. You've opened so many people's minds and hearts to the practice, and you know it makes sense that a lot of new faces or people who never thought that they would go to a retreat in the past would be joining yours when it happens dan what do you see as the future for mlpc well i i actually feel that that network or that beehive will be buzzing where there'll be a lot of collaborations um, happening next year with different people. And I feel that they will be little sub events that will start happening. And you're, I think the community itself will intertwine with each other and they'll be, uh, you'll see that everybody's going to be very helpful to each other to make these little events and maybe even do products and maybe even do uh, retreats. So I think that I, I, uh, I think the mindful life practice is going to grow and it will have maybe a couple of sub brands to it too. And it'll also have a few more, uh, you know, I think, I feel like the mindful life practice will have a few international retreats. I know you're talking about Bali, but I kind of feel like you might go also up north maybe around like Norway or Switzerland or something like that or Amsterdam so I kind of feel like that's also there what about Mexico yeah I think Mexico is also there but I think that's towards the end of next year okay. I don't think that's I don't think that's in the early part of next year but I think at the end of next year maybe Costa Rica so I think I think uh I think I think that's going to be um, where the mindful life practice will go next year. Um, I do see, uh, but a lot of that's going to only start after me. Yeah. Well, I, 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 the other thing is what I think that most people need to do for next year is don't spread yourself too thinly. Find two or three projects that you want to work on. And that's it. Don't keep on uh, whatever your first thoughts are. Go with that. Don't keep on changing your mind and, and uh, trying to put your hand into 50 different things. Try to do two to three things max 
And I think it'll be very successful for the majority of people. Yeah. I, you two look like you're thinking about what are my next projects because I'm going to be asking Dan about them. <laughs> I feel like you're talking to me because I'm always texting you being like, should I do this project? Should I do this thing? Should I do? Should I have clothing? Should I do a yoga teacher training? Should I? <laughs> well, I, I, I think, I, I think with you, Alex, you like starting many new things all at once. And what happens is that you, you end up doing a lot of things, but they don't have enough focus. So if we start looking at one or two things and putting all of our energy there, be it our mental, emotional, physical, psychic energy onto these projects, they end up becoming far more successful in the future. Yeah. Does that make sense? So I feel like you need to have a gestation period and that gestation period has to be there for a good six months to, in order for anything to flower. Mm. Yeah. That's why it made sense that six months from now. Pardon? I said that's why it may make sense that six months from now. Yeah. So, uh, you know, the first few, I, I mean, even right now, we all can start thinking about what we really want to achieve for next, you know, next year and maybe even decide on something brand new that we haven't done even if it's learning a new language that's great also or a new skill set or educating ourselves on something else um it could also be just getting into something that's holistic and in wellness um that yeah what is that directed towards <laughs> I, th I think I'm directing it to the cat right now. <laughs> More like her butt. <laughs> She's <just> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. No, you're just uh, making me reflect a little bit. Yeah. Well, it's good. December. December is the month to reflect over this year and maybe the last few years and also just leave anything in this month that or in this year that doesn't hold true to yourself that doesn't resonate with you anymore just let it go it's okay um, I think a lot of us have gone through trauma and have gone through pain and have gone through a lot of different different things over the years not only this year and it's not hard to it's, it's, it's not hard to let go, but the scars of the trauma and the pain are always with you. And what we have to look at them are, we just look at them as scars, like we're warriors. We went to battle, we have these scars, we live proudly with these scars. I love that. Make, make sense? Yeah. And I think that, you know, a lot of us, wear our emotions on our sleeve. And I think that's okay. I don't think we should now end up trying to cover up or live in, you know, live, live like a chameleon, live like a person who's just trying to fit in. I think what we need to start doing is be a little bit more transparent and also just understand the way we're communicating with each other and the words we're using. 
because each one of the words that we use kind of manifest and kind of affirm things. So start speaking about yourself. Uh, start speaking about yourself in a positive way. Start looking at things uh, differently. Maybe not positive or negative. Just look at things differently. And maybe if you would always say, oh, well, I don't like my nose or I wish I had or wish I did or I wish blah, blah. Stop wishing and start doing. See, that one yeah. was <laughs> I think that's for all of I think that's for all of us. Yeah. You know, nobody's no one's perfect. We all have our insecurities, we all have our problems, we all have our issues, but long as we're aware of what our issues and problems are, we can always change them. That's the one that's a wonderful thing of a new year or every day is you can change anything you want because the power always lies with you. Mm. It's so funny because it's true. I've been thinking about this, like technically speaking, what is the difference between December 31st and January 1st versus like September 2nd and September 3rd? We put so much psychological weight on the fact that a new year is happening. Where It could have happened five months ago. We don't know. We really don't know. But right. mentally, everyone is like, I want this year to be over. I want this year to be over. 2021 has to be different it's like but that's literally just tomorrow at the end of the day it, to quote janice joplin and to swear on this podcast for once it's all the same fucking day man <laughs> well you if know. you look if you look at the world a lot of other uh cultures already had their new year yeah exactly so we we we're, we're following a calendar cycle, but that who knows if that calendar cycle is correct also. No, you know, that's, that's just that we've all decided that this is what we want to all follow. But you decide on when your newness starts. That's what has to happen. You decide when the newness starts. The newness can start at this moment. It can start tomorrow. It can start next year but you decide when the newness starts. You don't have to wait till the new year to have your new year's resolution to go to the gym. You don't need the new year to start to say, hey, I'm going to study this. Listen, you can start studying now. There's something amazing on the internet called Google. You can Google every single subject you need and start reading up about it now. And we've got great resources all over the internet. It's, it, you know, it's not only Google, you got YouTube, you got many things. There's many things out there for us to uh, expand our horizon. Well, I have a question actually. How is uh, education going to change like formal education, like universities, high schools, you know, that kind of education? Is it still going to be in person or are we shifting towards a more like online virtual kind of learning trend? I, I think I think it's going to be a balance of both. Mm. And that when you look at your um, uh, days of the week also, be it going to work or going to school, that might change. 
So you might be going to work and going to school Monday, Wednesday, Friday, and other students might go on Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday. So there might be a, a difference of timetable. And then there will be probably some courses that will be online and you'll have to do virtual classes also, but those virtual classes could also be in a classroom, meaning your teacher may not be there. Your teacher could be in Bali teaching you while you're in Toronto. That sounds interesting because there might be something that teacher in Bali specializes in. Mm. Does that make sense? So I think, I think the way forward is to say that we don't have the same kind of schematics on how we do things. Everything's gonna change. And uh, we are able to change with everything, just like we change with technology. I mean, we had a rotary phone a few years, uh, I mean, a few decades ago, and now we have a cell phone. I mean, there's a lot of kids right now that don't, know, don't even know what a rotary phone is. Yeah, I only know what a rotary phone is because my parents, like our house in Cyprus had one from the 80s and we took a long time to change it so well, that's the only reason why I know what one is and how to so use one that's uh, as we evolve over the I mean if you look at just two decades ago we would memorize numbers phone numbers yeah. and now we probably don't even remember anybody's number except for ourselves our own number or maybe our parents our friends close friends but I think as we progress in these many years that are in, I mean, next year, the year after, you'll just, everything will evolve. And I think it's gonna evolve for the better. I don't think it's evolving for the worse. And I think that our education will change, job culture will change, everything will change. So, and maybe nine to five is not going to be nine to five anymore. Mm. Hallelujah. <laughs> well if you look at if you look at the last few months i think a lot of people with work from home and teaching from home everybody had to change the way they were doing things so over the next few months you'll start seeing things will probably become going back to the way they were but there'll still be changes we will start looking at different ways of communicating, of educating, of working. I think globalization is, is the way forward and we are going to have teachers from all over the world teaching kids from any place in the world, which I think would be beautiful. It'd be so interesting, no? You know, your teacher's sitting in Bombay and I'm sitting in New York or, or London or, or even Australia. I mean, I could be sitting in Sydney and my teacher's in Bombay. Wouldn't that just be cool? I just think that's so cool that I could have such a, a diverse, eclectic education. Yeah. It, it, it inspires me and excites me. Um, so the future does inspire me and it, uh, it makes me feel like we've, we, we will change things, but we'll change things for the better. It's not gonna change for the worse. And as, as we as human beings have been evolving, um, things keep on changing, right? I mean, who would ever thought that we'd have a mobile phone 30 mm. years ago? Well, at least this small mobile phone, we probably used to have the brick <laughs> 30 years ago. 
Yeah. I never would have thought that you were able, you would be able to reach so many people at once. Yeah. Correct. That's, I think that's what trips me out about the phone, you know, because like, I remember, you know, a cell phone just seemed like, oh, okay, I can call home from being outside or I can call somebody in an emergency. And that was the extent of it. But the fact we are able to reach, to have seven different brains going on at the same time with one little device, that's what amazes me with this that I never would have imagined possible. It, it truly is amazing. Yeah. Uh, you, you know, the other thing that I would probably want to touch upon is that all of us have gone through some sort of hardship right and i'm going to give you a interesting uh, uh way of looking at it because we've gone through our trauma and we've been sitting with our trauma and we haven't really fixed our trauma and then we try to do things our trauma is still a part of that mm. but if we try to help ourselves and give ourselves some sort of healing and compassion we'll end up becoming uh, a far, uh, an evolved version of ourselves. So the way I would describe this is, I don't know if you guys know about this art technique, but I think it's in Japan where a broken plate, they put back together, anything broken, they put back together with gold and it ends up becoming this brand new uh, uh, plate or vase or, or, it's, it's almost like it's artistic now. It's a piece of art now. So it almost like the, it's almost like this plate has veins of gold and it's just stunning. Um, I forgot what the practice is called, but I feel like that should be us, that we need to fill ourselves with gold and put ourselves back together and feel better about ourselves. Does that make sense? So beautiful. That's really nice, yeah. So that I think from an emotional, um, from a physical, from a mental uh, standpoint, we should all think about changing our lives to make ourselves feel better. If we can all just feel better, I think things can just change magically and will manifest automatically in our life. We'll end up having a lot more of the things we never thought we could have. Oh, we both have gone into like heavy thought of like shoot yeah I I like the way you talk then like also the way you speak is so profound and you know how to make people think and consider and reflect it's it's wonderful well, well remember my last theory to you guys was that I like explaining things as if I was a five-year-old and how would I understand that and keeping it as basic as possible so everybody could understand what I'm saying. I wanted to ask before we go, oh, Alex, um, uh, is there anything you need to say to feel complete? Is there any one last little bonus prediction that you just really want to get out there? Anything, any words of wisdom to leave us with? Meaning me or Alex? <laughs> Our guest of honor. Me, word of wisdom, be open to new things, be open to life, live, 
enjoy, pamper yourself, enjoy yourself, make life happy. You will make it happy. You don't need anybody else to come into your life to make it happy. And as for predictions of the new year, you will make it as amazing as you want it to be. Oh, so everyone being like 2021 has to be better. It's only gonna be better if we make it better, basically. A hundred percent. And the other thing is what you guys have to realize with predictions and any sort of tarot cards or astrology. When we give you any advice or any sort of information, it's just breadcrumbs to your mm. future. You actually are the one that's going to pick it up. Either you follow the breadcrumbs or pick up the breadcrumbs or whatever you want to do with the breadcrumbs, but you need to make that decision. Yeah. And I think everybody has the consciousness and mindfulness to make that happen. It's funny that you, you bring that up because I was just uh, today working with my book editor on a portion of the text and we were working on a portion of the text where I got angry at you dan because i was like nothing is coming true that you said would come true and you were like you need to do it and i'm like oh <laughs> i hate dan he's so annoying <laughs> but when you did it it's happened everything's yeah. happening totally if, if if i give you just two quick seconds of alex when she wanted to start something of her own she had no clue and I think after four months or six months, she came to me and we came up and hashed out a name for it. And I said, you gotta start, you gotta start. It took Alex maybe six to seven months before she started the man mindful life practice from the moment of inception. And I was just like, she's like, nothing's working. I was like, well, well you're not doing anything. You're, you're <laughs> waiting for some fairy godmother to come down or, or uh, I don't know who to come down, God to come down and say, here it is on a platter, take it. And she's like, and, and she was upset with me. I remember this. I remember her being angry. Alex is such an Aries. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, this is all BS. I can't believe I hired this. <laughs> and there's actually a part of the book about it where, I, where I'm just like, I hate Dan. And then, <laughs> and then like six months later, I come back and I'm like, Dan, <laughs> you were right. <laughs> and it took the whole like shake up of COVID to make it happen, you know? Like I need to be flung out of my comfort zone to to find it. Yeah, so I think a lot of people during this time period in the last six, seven months have found new ways of uh doing things and creating new avenues of uh happiness. Mm. But that's that's what I had to say, and I'm I'm I I mean it's it's bittersweet. This is your last uh, podcast, and you girls have been amazing, and I think everybody's gonna be uh, sad that you guys are going. But I think everybody should realize that both of these girls are gonna go into new aspects of their lives, and it's gonna be brilliant. And I think everyone that's probably also listening to this podcast will be a part of it. That means a lot. Thank you so much, Dan. Yeah, thank you so much, Dan. What a special um, final episode. I know. Uh, oh, Chaturanga, I'm going to miss you. 
<laughs> but you know, we're not going anywhere really. There's Alex with the MLPC. There's me, I'm around in ways and you might, you'll see me in different ways, I guess. I have the Calco comments. I just wrote about Alex on it. And uh, yeah, so we'll be in touch everybody. And yeah. you know, thanks for listening. It's, it's been fun. I don't know why I'm getting so sad about this. <laughs> it's, it's like our two listeners <laughs> out there. <laughs> those two listeners matter they everyone do matters. they do matter. everyone matters and what you both have done matters and it's helped people and you guys have to know that you guys have impacted a lot of people out there thank you Dan. we have said some wise things over the past six months <laughs> all right well thank you so much everybody and uh Alex, one last time, anything you need to say to feel complete? No, I think I'm complete. <laughs> I think I'm complete too. We have chaturanga upward dog, then downward dog. Now, and now we're resting in child's pose. <laughs> <laughs> Bye, everybody. Bye. Do, 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 do. <laughs> The Mindful Life Practice Community.